wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, uh, a tough loss today, 24-17, to the best team in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. And we're recording again here in my home, not down at the bar, where we're joined by now 32-day-old Jacob is here, also here, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton. I'm going to make a lot more noise than Jacob today. Let's hope so. Um, I've got one eye on him and one eye on you two. And uh, the Bills backers of Chicago President Sujit is also with us tonight. I got one dollar to make you holla. Uh, I'm Lars, and it was a pretty much, it was the game that I was expecting. We'll get into it. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you find us. Your podcast, leave a rating and a review if you so choose. If you got some nice things to say, if you don't, keep it to yourself. Uh, and find us on social media, just search for Bills and Beers. So, gang, let's not waste any time. I think that everybody would have been really, really, really happy with a win. And I think the way we lost today was frustrating. So, let's get into it because there's a lot to go over. Go, Bills. Shout it right now, baby. Come on, come on. Cast tonight finding solace in the sugar cookies we have out on the table here in my home. They are good. They are good. And what a wonder woman your wife is. She left to bring the other child to Target to get out of her hair. And the, the baby's asleep. And she put out some sugar cookies. That is a wonderful woman you got, Lars. So here's the, here's the backstory on the sugar cookies. So um, Jacob has been a little gassy. Okay. And so the doc- so have I. The doctor <laughs> recommended that Jackie eat a little less chocolate. That's a tall order for poor Jackie. So my how dare you, sir? My instructions uh, when grocery shopping yesterday were to find a non-chocolate dessert, and the only like sugar cookies they sell at Mariano's is like the forty-eight pack from the bakery. So we've got cookies to spare. Well Take- selected. They're delicious. <laughs> They're good. They're Take really some home good. with you. <laughs> so uh, this one came down to the wire. That was uh, the difference in a couple short fields, and we were gifted a couple of nice. Uh, long pass interferences to make it an interesting game at the end, but we went toe-to-toe at home with the best team in the NFL, and we could not have asked for a worse performance from the offense. It wasn't all ugly, though. It was a loss, and we should be we should be grateful that we looked like we at least belonged on the same field as the Baltimore Ravens, particularly on one side of the ball, which I imagine is going to get a lot of the mentions here as we come to you, Cassie, for your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. Oh, good, because usually we start out with the bummers. Well, that's because we've been winning. In, in a... Yeah, yeah. Could, when we win. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's What's awesome, up? right? Uh, so my Labatt Blue player of the game, and thank you for coming to me first, I, I have to give it to Tremaine Edmonds. Mm. Yeah. He played a great game not only did he have a pick that our offense squandered uh but he he was all over the place and his quickness today is what we needed in helping to shut down Lamar Jackson and I think that it really showed so hell of a game from him coming to you now Suge I I defy you to take somebody not on the defensive side of the ball although you don't have to it's, it, Lars, it, I barely know the players' names. Okay. <laughs> Let's true. be honest. Uh, so, no, I am I am going to actually stick on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm going to go with Lorax. And I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm just going wild. I'm going to take the entire linebacking core. Yeah. Okay. If you limit Lamar Jackson's ability to run, 
your linebackers have done something well. Um, you know, obviously our D-line, I think Shaq Lawson had a couple really, really great plays. Mm-hmm. And I love the discipline. Everybody talked this week about the discipline that's required to play the run option. You know, um, and 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 Greg Roman, to all his credit, has, has combined a power run offense with this whole run option, you know, situation. Yeah. And, you know, Cam Newton tried to do it. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick did it for a period of time. And people were able to fix it. But what, what the brilliance of Greg Roman was is that he, now he mixed it with the pulling guard, uh, you know, power run offense that he had when he was with the Bills. Uh, which, by the way, guys, this is what our offense would have looked like if Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback. Mm. Uh, but uh, anyways, the point is, is that... Um, I mean, he was a quarterback. You mean a well, decent I, quarterback. Well, time quarterback, time right. out. That's, that's not entirely accurate because one of the unique things the Ravens do is their unique use of a lot of tight ends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got burned by one today. So but didn't we have a bunch uh, of tight ends? Yes, but... <laughs> yeah. um, not good tight ends. All right, no, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like... Uh, you know, unsung hero has got. I, I I will have to look at the tape, but there's no way that Matt Milano did not have a good game if Lamar Jackson was limited to what 40, 50 yards rushing. You know, like these guys had to have been spying pretty darn well for him to not be able to 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 do the things he did. I will also give it to our safety. So I want to give it to everyone that 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 was in charge of run defense. Um, whether it's a safety coming down, whether it's you know, I just think that our ability to to limit their rushing game is critical to the fact that he's not that good of a quarterback. I'm sorry. I told you. He's I not. told you, and he'll turn Buffalo Bills maybe next year, whatever you guys call yourselves, <laughs> misnomer though you may be. He's not that good. He's not that good of a quarterback. I mean, when for, when we took away the running game from him, he was average. Yeah. And Greg Cosell said, and they mentioned it on the radio, you make him throw outside the numbers, he ain't that great. He killed us when he went over the middle in one play in particular, but right. more and, on that and in a second. And obviously, in the, in the red zone, that's a different story. Yes, he had three touchdowns, Ugh. right? But one of them was one of our best players in this elite defense making a mistake. They're allowed. Jordan Poyer is allowed to make a mistake, and that's oh, the, the, the 61-yard yeah. you know, touchdown. Okay, so we subtract that, and by the way, we're tied – if yeah. we subtract that, um, and we're not playing from behind, um, but beyond that, you know, it was a dump off route. I just feel like we were so. The one thing that I did notice with this game is that we were so concerned mm-hmm. with his running ability, with all the gadget plays, with his ability to to do magic, that we forgot some of the fundamentals. And yet, uh, like like covering yet. the tight end. And yet. Here we are, ready to win the game, or well, ready but, to tie the game at the end of the game. More so of that and about the defense. And yet, 16 for 25 for 145 yards. Yeah. Take 61 yards away from that. That's 80, what? Let's do the math. 84 yards on 15 completions. That's five and a half yards a completion. Yeah. I mean, when we made him be a quarterback, he's not that good of a quarterback, right? Like, he he had a lot of passes that we were able to block, you know, Short get in front fields. of that he he wasn't able to make completions. If we would have kept if we would have kept them to long fields all day, yeah. And if we get a chance to play them again in the playoffs, you know, I was thinking about it. If we get to play them again in the playoffs, one or two things is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The final score is either going to be thirteen to nine or it's going to be forty five to forty two. Well, uh, the thing that impressed me the most was 
the amount of contain. Okay, because Sujit and I walked in there today and we're like, oh God, it's going to be over pursue hues. What do we call them? Over uh, over per hues. Over per hues. <laughs> wow, over per wow. hues. You guys worked on that one together? I mean, yeah, we were, we were working on that one. Um, and Trent Murphy, and you know what was great is, is, is Sujit touched on, was the amount of discipline that that defense showed. It was keeping things in front of you. There was a few times when Lamar Jackson scrambled and then people just stayed in their place and were like, it was kind of like playing tag or something where you're yeah. like, I'm not going to let you out of this like little area and then I'm going to expect my teammates to come over and help me out. And that's exactly what they did and executed on. And it was brilliant. I agree. And I, I was surprised to see the number of times Lamar Jackson bailed on trying to get the edge. There were a lot of times yeah. that I, I was yeah. expecting, you know, he's going to try to take Shaq one-on-one -on -one to the outside or he's going to try to beat Lorax to the outside. And either the angle or whatever it was, he, they made him stop and come back inside where he had two defenders waiting for him. The defensive, I mean, and this is, it, it, it's just like the Browns game. This is a great defensive performance squandered that a player two here away from being a dominant defense. And again, a defense that doesn't score points and doesn't turn the ball over. Like that's the difference. If they did, they would be world beaters. Yeah. I mean, squandered maybe, right? Well, we lost it, the game. We, we lost the game. We, we, we lost the game, but our offense scored all of our points, right? Like as, as you've alluded to, like all, if, if they could 17 score 17 of them, I mean, come on against a, solid defense. I think that's the difference. I think that the, what the big story of this game was how tough that defense was against our offense. Like, well, let's, well, time, you know, out. like, so, and so that's the question, well, right? Let's transition to Janie Creamel. Right. Cause that's, yeah. okay, fine. That'll fall right into my lap. I, and I, my, my Labatt blue, you guys mentioned it more or less Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, yeah. the D line and Jordan general. Phillips, everybody except for Trent Murphy. I can't wait to give let's, him, I can't wait. Let's pick someone on offense. I, I was just going to say, I think there are two honorable mentions. One being to Devin Singletary. I, I I do feel like on that one drive when we were running, he was consistent, right? Devin Singletary like, had a decent game. He had a decent game. And 86, 87 yards. Everybody else is playing deplorably. He looks a lot better than he actually was. He had a decent game. He, he was, was not great for one of our drives that that got to a touchdown, right? Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about. Did he get to a touchdown. We only that, scored one touchdown. We only scored one. Well, that big. What did we do at the end of that big it's running field goal. rushing? Yeah, I mean, so, well, we're, sorry, we're, we're, sorry, if you're that was on his give back. It to, give it to Hauschka. Give I, it to Hauschka. Well, that was that's another. That's I mean, another. And then we have to call out Beasley. I know he had the mm. big drop on the wrong long play, but how many times have we always complained that we want? a wide receiver that sells pass interference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he sold it. I can't believe they didn't challenge that because I don't know if that ball was even catchable. I asked, like, it, like, that was amazing. I, that was what we've always wanted, and it, it made my heart go pitter-patter. Yeah, we're now in the sardonic portion, yeah. uh, portion of our Jenny Cremel. We're giving it to, like, Hauschka, where it's like, oh, it's no, good thing that you didn't game. screw it up. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the only reason that a 47 and 48-year-old field goal is a question for us is because how has been a fucking disaster. Well, lately. and because it was 25 to 30-mile-an-hour gusts in the upper bowl all day. I mean, yeah, it, was, but, it wasn't a given day of kicking the mm, ball. True, but if you looked at what the, the, the those flags that we, we, uh, we pointed yeah, out last yeah, year, they were doing nothing Like when, each time we were kicked. But but the point is, is that, uh, I mean, like we're now at the point where we're like, okay, yeah. You know, Singletary, I will give Singletary, I will say that Singletary still needs to learn when it's time to dance and when it's time to power, yeah. right? Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, the reason, remember, we were we were complaining about, oh, it's not working rushing on first down, and then suddenly he breaks one for nine yards on first down. And and, and, and so I, I recognize the fact that 
that is his pausing and waiting is what allows for him to make big plays. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this is why I'm not an NFL running back, right? You have to figure out what's what's the middle ground there. Right, but it also seems that when it doesn't work on those early downs, and it wasn't working on early downs again today, nothing was really working on offense. We're about to talk in, about that in great detail. Yes, he pauses more often than not because he's got somebody in the backfield. Yeah. The, the, when our runs don't work, it's because the offensive line gets blown up. And it happened a oh lot today. So God. let's move let's, on to the yeah. Jenny but on. Yes, But, okay, so... I gave a generic Labat Blue on the, So what I want to talk about is, yes, I, man, you said something that it was a perfect transition. I don't remember what it was. Mm. I often say good things. But let me... I, I think he was looking at me when he said no, that. No, it was Suge, but the... <laughs> Damn it. The, it's the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> so how do you beat Josh Allen? You send the house. You mm-hmm, blitz. Mm-hmm. He can't beat the blitz. Okay? My Jenny Creamill in general goes to execution. And it, it's partly Josh Allen. He sailed six deep balls today when he had guys open. It's part drops, okay? Those drops were really We had some really bad, bad drops from Dawson Knox again. And then he makes that crazy catch with exactly. his bicep. I mean, that guy is... The kid is exceptional. That's what I, that, what I texted you. And he's you. a converted quarterback, so he gets an offseason to figure it out. But, like, we need him to be more reliable because he's had a couple of big... Drive killing drops, both of them inside the opponent's twenty. But he's also the reason that we scored our only touchdown. I know, exactly. So it's. I will tell you, he is the infuriating player of the week. But because if, he, but if you want to beat the Bills and you want to hold this offense in check, you put ten guys on the line of scrimmage. You send six of them. You drop a couple others because we can't beat it. So and it's, it's partly execution on the quarterback's part part there were times where he had time to throw then took bad sacks there were times where he should have gotten rid of the ball and took bad sacks josh allen was bad today but this is not a new defensive game plan and hey by the way we're playing the blitzburg steelers next week then we play the patriots and then we play the greg williams jets so you think that we're not going to get blitzed to to smithereens for the next three weeks and if we want to make the playoffs and yes it's going to come down to that we have to learn how to beat the blitz, which means he has to be smarter in the pocket. People have to catch the goddamn ball when it comes to them, and he has to connect on a deep ball. We are now at the point where you have to start hitting some of these. So I'm, I'm going to tag on to you because my little bad blue. So who'd you give it to? Is it Josh Allen? Execution. My Jenny Or your Jenny Kimmel. Just, just general just execution. execution on offense. So I'm going to say the ability for Josh Allen to audible. What... What the, he had a lot of chitter chatter at the line today, a lot. Wait, like, are you saying he does or doesn't audible? He know? was he hor it was horrible today on the audible, and I don't know. He got up to the line, and we'd get up to the line with seventeen, sixteen seconds left to go on the on the play clock, right? So I'm like, okay, great, we're running tempo, we're getting up there, and then he would look down and audible into something, and they would just pick it up. I mean, how many times did he audible into like a wide receiver screen that just yeah. sucked? Like we went for no yards. I for some reason he had no idea what he was doing, and I I, I assumed he was audibling because he was getting up to the line and then changing everything at the line, and he had no ability to be able to read this defense. He had no idea when he was going to have time. He had no idea when there was a blitz. Like he had no idea of what was going on, and I think that was hands down. 
showed because the offensive line had no idea what they were doing. And then we weren't able to get yards after catch on basically any play. As soon as he had to throw, they were immediately on top of it. Agreed. And again, you think we're not going to see this all night next Sunday? I am scared shitless of this stupid Pittsburgh game. But where's the slant? Where's the over the middle, the quick out routes? Where was John Brown and Cole Beasley on Where was the slant? Those? Actually, the last play of the game was a slant. I mean, like I, I hear you. Yeah, but that's like a... a, a 18-yard slant. But, I'm talking like the five, six-yard slant. But some of those screens better executed. Devin Singletary dropped the big one at the McKenzie. end of the game. Mc, I mean, McKenzie's not a wide receiver. He's, I mean. Then what is he? he I don't know. And I'm, I, like, I I know. I don't want to get into it with Andre <laughs> Roberts. But what no, I, 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 I take a Duke Williams on that yeah, last play I, of the I, game. I, I, yes, I Williams. agree. But, yeah. like, but what, what we said on the group me this week is that it's not Andre Roberts you take out. Robert Foster should be able to do Isaiah McKenzie's job better than Isaiah McKenzie can. That's why is Tyler Croft in the game? Why isn't TJ Yeldon playing? What, what, yeah. Why is TJ Yeldon on our roster? I mean, he's, he's inactive every week. And this is a game for TJ Yeldon. Yeah. Right. This, like the we, you got to move the offense. It's got to be quick out routes. You got to when they're blitzing, you got to get in just behind them, right where their linebackers would have been lined up before their secondary comes, and you got to exploit that. All right. We've spent a lot of time developing Josh Allen's game. We we have not done any of this, but <laughs> the people have, uh, the Bills have, and we started off saying, okay, stop playing hero ball. Don't do the turnovers. Don't do the stupid passes. Right. The transition in this season, guys, was the words play fearless, right? That pl- that expression has changed this offense after the Cleveland game. It has changed this offense and has changed this team that we are now suddenly, with that change, we are suddenly beating bad teams handily, which is what we asked for, um, and we're playing good teams tough now. Right. Um, I mean, we did have four scoring drives on the Ravens, but right. their, but, defense, but, their but defense is something like 22nd, though. They're not yeah. a great defense. They looked great today. They but, looked but great. But their defense is also 22nd because they haven't been in close games. So statistically, it gets skewed because teams sure. are in garbage time trying to come back on them. Sure. So Admitted. I guess what I'm saying is that we've seen that, right? So Josh Allen decided that, okay, I'm not going to throw a bunch of stupid balls. I'm not going to play pure hero ball. Then he found the happy medium that said, yeah, but I still need to throw some tight passes. And we're just watching development. This is the next stage in becoming Brady-esque, right? Which is that... Now I need to know how to play the blitz. He doesn't know how to play the he's blitz. He's going to see it the next three weeks. Right, but he's, he's going to figure it out. God willing, he's going to see it the next four weeks. I mean, if it's we're not lucky, like he'll see it the next five weeks. It's I mean, not it's like not going away. It's not like soon. Denver didn't know how to blitz. It's not like the 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 Cowboys didn't know how to blitz. Really, I we genu- just watched the Cowboys against the Bears. Do we want to get into the Cowboys win and how legitimate it actually was? True, but the Cowboys also played a mobile quarterback. Right. And they got their butts kicked by a mobile quarterback that was able to run on them. Um, and so I think that, that that ability to move like that might be, be a reason. So maybe not. But but still, Denver, you can't we can't argue the fact that Denver has a decent defense. Right. Um, and so. I think that. I, OK, the question, the, the 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 jury on this offense is obviously still out. Of course. Right. And, no, and no, no one expected. Oh, they've suddenly arrived. Right. And, and the other thing, too, is. Is this a team that wins four or more games in a row? I don't think so. We were coming off a three-game win streak. Yeah. A fourth game against the, the Ravens, that would have we were everybody everywhere in Bills Nation yeah. agreed. We were on 
borrowed time. We were playing with house money. Yeah, I was I was pretty actually annoyed with the level of praise for the Bills. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to hear about the Bills on the national media, but it's a bunch of people that don't know about the Bills, talking about the Bills, giving them undue praise for beating yet another, essentially, 500 team, right? And, and the that, Cowboys. The Cowboys, right? And, and the like, Cowboys are falling fast. Yeah. Now, we, we may have broken the Cowboys' We back. may have. I think we did. God bless us. Um, but, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, like, okay, it's, so it's not as impressive, but I think that's what Cassie and I were talking about at, at Bitter Pops where we picked up our beers today. Uh is that this puts us in the level of legitimacy. That's why this loss doesn't hurt to me. No, it doesn't. It, 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 well, sorry. We it played it the hurts best because this team. game was winnable. This game was winnable, right? But we played the best team in the NFL, arguably, because we they have literally played everybody and beaten everybody ever since, like, whatever, that loss to the Cleveland Browns. or yeah. the Browns or whatever. They've suddenly gone on fire, and they've beaten everybody, and we played them closer other, we are the closest team to beat them other than one team. And that was San Francisco, who has two losses and just beat the Saints, right? So no other team has played them as close as we have. So as a team, we are solid. So listen, this this is the tweet that I want to reference. And I, I retweeted the one from Howard about how our defense shut them down. But here's the other thing to consider, and I think this is what you're getting at. Josh Allen, and this is from Marcel Luis. Luis Jacques. Jacques, yes. Um, I don't speak French. How do you guys know that? Because he's like the Bills yeah, beat he's, guy. He's the new Mike Rodak. Yeah. Josh oh, Allen geez. was... Fuck you, Rodak. Yeah. No, he Marcel took Mike Louis Rodak's Jacques. job. He's yeah. not... No, fuck you anyway, like, he's, not, he's not like the spiritual Mike Rodak. Like he's, <laughs> he's literally the new Mike Rodak. This I know, guy's actually so okay. glad. Is Rodak gone? Is he dead? Yeah, he, him and his wife, whatever. <laughs> oh, Marcel Louis-Jacques. Um, from him, Josh Allen was one of 11 passing 15 or more yards downfield. And the one he got was the, the bicep catch zero for 11 from outside the pocket, all under duress. One of 16 went under duress, blitzed 30 times and completes 29% of his attempts. And the game still came down to the final minute. Imagine if he was, so there's a lot of one for 11, zero for 11s. 0 for 16s in there. Imagine if it was just like 5 for 11 or 3 for 16. So this brings up what I think was the most concerning part of Allen outside of his ability to audible was his pocket presence. He had no, I, and I know that it has to come with the blitz, yeah, but I mean, he didn't run. He like, took bad sacks. He today. took really bad sacks. It was like there was only one point in the time in the game today where he stepped to the left, stepped up, and then made a completion. That's probably the one that's on the on the stat line there. But his ability in the pocket today was just it was gone. Like he had no idea where he should be going. He was moving outside the pocket when he shouldn't be. He didn't pull the down ball, pull the ball down and run. At, uh, like we, he didn't run at all. I wonder. I wonder. Let's okay. Josh Allen has has really surprised a lot of us in his ability as a young person to be very even keeled and level headed and a little ice water in his veins. And again, he had us he had us right there and almost he was right there from almost another fourth quarter comeback. Just like the Browns game, by the way. I mean he almost had another fourth quarter comeback today. But I wonder if somewhere in his head today he thought that this game was him versus Lamar Jackson and he's got to do all this He's got to do all this crazy shit and make all these plays and score all these points and get all these yards to keep us in the game. And like he just, he, for whatever reason, 
he wasn't that like take with the defense gives us patient that we have seen the why last three it, weeks. But then why wasn't he running? If that's yeah. like that was that is part of Josh Allen's because game. I, th- I think but what I'm getting at is I think that he was in a mental space that was neither efficient nor daring, and it was he's some, swimming. It was, he's swimming. It was somewhere in the Trying. middle, and he and like you said, he couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah, his brain is swimming. Right, there's a lot of information he's gotten. Right, and and, and he's like. Okay, well, I don't want to play hero ball, but I want to play fearless. And I want to run, but I don't want to run in a way, so I should get down. That one, the, the one play where he was running you got and like six he yards. ran up the middle and he got six yards. It's great. The, the field to the left was wide open. Old Josh Allen would have r- yeah. turned left and run Stiff for another 20 three yards. Guys. Right. Yeah. And like, he's got to know, like, ah, man, I don't want Josh Allen to lose hero ball. Like I'm getting really annoyed. Like I, I texted you guys last week when we were playing the Cowboys, and I was like, I want Hero Ball right now. Like, I don't want him to do. And, and you know, the funny thing is that he actually had a, several throws where he just like launched Chucked the field it. into the middle of the field. That's oh. the dumb Hero Ball, right? The, well, the I'm going to take on a PI. goddamn fucking linebacker and knock him to the ground is good hero ball. I'm fine with that, bro. You're fucking big. You're not small. You're not even Lamar Jackson size. You're the same size. You're bigger than all of the cornerbacks. All of the cornerbacks he's bigger than, right? And I don't want him to fucking, like, break his shoulder or whatever. But at the same time, like, that's the hero ball I want. I don't want him to be Cam Newton. I don't want him to be all that. But but at the same time, like, when when things are doing not well, that's that's it. yeah. So I was really hoping for a Arizona Cardinals win today over the Steelers to take a little pressure off that game. Uh, the Steelers are presently up twenty to ten. But is one way to beat the blitz for him to option and run? Yes. Right. Like that's got to be an easy way to beat the blitz, and I, I just don't know why it it wasn't available or part of the game plan. I think a part of it was that uh, the Ravens were really good about putting three people in the center. Mm-hmm. Right. So his ability to run through the center of the line was limited, very limited. But that means he's not finding holes elsewhere. Yeah. And the the Ravens are a team that got good faster than they expected, just like the Bills did. But they are still a mature organization. And I wouldn't call the Bills a mature organization no, yet. Of course not. The Dolphins certainly aren't. The Jets definitely are not. The Patriots are. We're building. The Steelers are. I'm... Scared of the, I am scared of this game in Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football until the part where I remember that we're playing against Duck Hodges. And uh, I, Duck Hodges, that's what I was the name. Whatever was his name for. is Duck. Yeah, who cares? His name is Duck. No, it's Devin or Devlin. No, but he goes by Duck. He goes by Duck because he's like a state champion Duck color. That's true. Um, and Josh Allen. No, I'm sorry. I'm so, I fuck you guys. If we don't win this game a lot by a lot of points, I'm telling you, Josh Allen today. Somewhere in the back of his mind, he learned the lesson yep. that this game wasn't about me versus Lamar Jackson. It's me versus the the Baltimore Ravens defense, and I lost trying to beat Lamar Jackson, who was getting beaten handily by my defense. I don't think he goes into a game against Duck Hodges with that mentality, and that's the only reason I feel good about next week is because I think he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll just take six yards. Yeah, no problem. Four yards, six yards, you'll take that here and there. Whereas, like, today, I think he was just pressing he was told much. He was told the offense has to score points because our defense can only do so much. Our offense has to score points, right? And so, oh, there's a little <laughs> baby waking up. All right, so that's the thing is that 
he got excited just like the baby got excited when we talked about the offense scoring points. And so I think that that, that is that is the thing is that a little bit of hero ball came back, but it was misguided hero ball. As can I have one about. of your toppling glass, by the way? You absolutely You've been talking can. about it. Um, but you, you have you guys named a Jenny ju- Creamer yet? Okay. Oh, a Jenny Creamer. Who was oh. yours? Oh. Did you do yours? yours? I did Josh Allen's ability to audible at the line. Okay, audible at the oh, line. Yeah, yeah I, I general say, execution. In, in, and in general, I will say that cause, because the Cowboys game was so good with his audibling. Right. And and that's the one thing I, I left because I had to urinate um, and I, I kind of heard it. But that's that was the one thing is that it was a shame that it, it took such a step backwards. Uh, my Jenny Cream Ale bummer of today's game is the offensive line. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, come on. As all of the things that Josh Allen did badly, the offensive line did zero to help him. That guy was running for his life routinely. There was a guy that was sitting next to us, an older guy, uh, great guy, um, which hopefully he's listening. We gave him the the, the card from the Bills and Beers uh, that basically said every single snap, he said, one, two, three, throw it. It was basically basically saying that Josh needs to release the ball quicker. And that's kind of what we're all talking about with the blitz, right? Is that you have to have a clock in your head and the ball needs to be out. And I think that's a reasonable thing, assuming someone's actually open. Um, But the problem is that... Beasley's always open. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. Watch enough. If he's not open, he's gonna fall and within play three, pass interference. Within three seconds, with yeah. with as aggressive as they were up the middle, people on the outside are open. On short routes, they're, they'll let you. With his arm yeah. strength, he can fit into tight windows within three seconds. I would like to think time. that. I, mean, I, I do worry. I do. I I I, I will. This would be a really great game to watch the All-22 of because I would like to see what their linebackers were doing to take away the middle of the field because that is what was gone. The middle of the field was completely gone this game. Um, but so, but, but the thing is that our offensive line, like they, there was no Josh Allen standing there flat-footed waiting for something to open up like the way that... The one time it happened, he took a sack, mm-hmm. which was infuriating. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to shoot on your point. No, 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 no. I mean, look. I, I think Josh a lot of it comes did, down to Josh, Josh Allen's Allen did bad, bad stuff, right? But also, he was also running for his life very frequently, yeah, I, right? And so... There. And some of this actually were his fault, but some of this actually were not. And and you know, by the same token, besides one drive, our running game sucked. Okay, so but here's you have to thing. like and, and I, Cody Ford, like my goodness, that one sack that or that on a ugh, Jesus, right? But so, again, I'm not trying to. But we've also heard all week too about like the, this up tempo offense. Josh Allen's the one calling the 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 coverages and is calling the blocking schemes too. So if the offensive line is letting guys come in unabated. Part of that falls on Josh Allen too. Then the problem—that's a good point—and the thing that you that compounded my dismay at what you just said is that we had ten days. We had ten days mm-hmm. to prepare for these guys, right? We should have seen every defense that they've ever put out. Defense was certainly prepared. Oh, right. Defense. Uh, was I, what I'm saying is our offense. Should yeah, have, I know. That's but you know it's. Look, did you, did you in a million years expect that the the defense would have been as successful as they were today? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is why they deserve seven Jenny, uh, seven Labatt Blues, right? But the point is, is that I think that from our offensive standpoint, we're not a finished project. We have John Brown, Cole Beasley. We have a bunch of the second best of everything. Yep. Right. We've been saying this for weeks now. 
And maybe And the Cowboys game was fun. Maybe Let's, we have the second best of quarterbacks too. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I'm watching AJ Brown, the rookie for the Titans. Um, who, by the way, Chris Trapasso, who we whiffed at getting on the podcast a couple years ago because we were having technical issues, yeah. had him as his highest. I got rate. a new dongle, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, your wife will be pleased. Um, <laughs> the had him as his number one wide receiver coming out last year. That guy looks good in a Titans uniform. I mean, he he looks big out there. He runs great routes. He gets open, and I can't help but think. I mean, we made the joke about Duke Williams, AJ Brown on that last play of the game. That Marcus Peters gets his hand in there against a John Brown's a small guy. Yeah, I mean against against the big guy. Yeah, that ain't happening. That's what I that's that's what I texted you guys on the group. Me, I was just that man. It would have been really nice to have. But we a need somebody better than Duke Williams. At fourth and eight, right? That just could have gone up and used his body to keep the cornerback from getting a, a play on the ball. And I'm saying, I said and it's also, but you know, guys. No one wanted to win the Super Bowl this year. Nobody no. nobody thought we were going to win the I Super Bowl. I hate that shit. We could have won this game. We could have won this game. We could have won the Browns but, game. We could have won the Patriots game. Yes, we could have done all of those things. We could have lost a lot of the games we won. Right. But the point is is that we have pieces that still we are a solid team, but we are not a complete team. Right? And and I know Eric Eric Wood likes to say, "Oh, we are a, one of the most complete teams that are in existence." That's fine. And and I think that the, the, yes, we have Good wide receivers. We have good linemen. We have good all that. But elite is a di- the Super Bowls are I, won by elite teams. I I need I need to jump in here because we're sitting here talking about this, and I'm looking up at Lars's house and see something that says foundation plan. <laughs> That's actually why it sits above the kitchen table, right? right? It this literally is, this is one of my father's blueprints. Blueprints on a foundation plan, and that is what the Bills are building right now. Mm, it is. Girl. A fa- I, like literally, I like this is meant like this is what it's meant to be. Ooh, that was good. Uh, not for those listening to this podcast yeah, in their earbuds. Yeah, but go ahead. But it's a foundation plan. We are not just building a one shot flash in the pan. We're going to be the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars of 2018. 17. 17. Thank you. That's not what we're building here. And I think with a good wide receiver a big bodied wide receiver and then John Brown we keep Colby I mean that's we're a few plays away from being a really really good team. Don't I forget s- about our rugby player. And our <laughs> rugby player. Yes. He's still here. Our Christian English Wade. English rugby player. Yeah. Is it is he is he, is he uh, game day eligible at any time? No, no? unfortunately not. Uh, but until next but year. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Hey, there you go, maybe next Fuck year. You all blokes. Okay. <laughs> um Fuck you. But here's the thing though, guys. We we are a big body wide big body wide receivers who run a four three don't exactly grow on trees. Guys who run smooth routes and can catch the ball. I mean, we're, but it's a wide receiver class next year in the draft. We hear that There's every great, year. No, that, when we were drafting Josh Allen, it was a QB yeah, class, yeah. and last year was a defense class. This year they're talking about a wide receiver class. All right, maybe, maybe yeah. from your lips to God's ears, and all fucking James Harden. <laughs> and, and may he rest in peace. I mean, and also well, you gotta always bring that we up. We have a ton of money, died. and because he died, yeah. Um, Amari Cooper could be an undrafted free agent hey. or, or an unrestricted free. God, spit it out, Weeborg. The big body wide receiver, I completely agree. Major missing piece. Being able to beat the blitz, another yep. huge missing piece. I, and on defense, this defense is great. 
but we are a Jadavian Clowney defensive line disruptor. I thought that was Jerry Hughes. It's never Jerry been Jerry over Hughes. Hughes. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. We are a dominant defensive end away from being a true because we don't we're not a game changing defense. We are I, I said Do it you against, want that though? Yes. What, what, I what? don't. Yes. Why would you not want that? Why? Because I want I would rather focus on the offense. Put the money to the offense. If I have to focus on one thing for next year, yeah, yeah, it's okay. got to be offense. We have enough money that we can focus okay. on both at okay, the same time. Okay, that's fine. But if, if we're going to put a big contract, it's got to be on the offensive side. One, I, I disagree, and here's why. Uh, because I want the big money to go to offense. Sorry, I want the big money to go to Huh? I want the big money to go to defense, and I want us to draft on offense because we have a good defense, we have a bad offense, and I want us to build for the future with our offense and fill in gaps with free agency in our defense. So what I think is insane here is that we – Suji? I like to – yes. <laughs> we haven't even brought up the sticker. We like to talk about – I was trying. <laughs> we noticed. An effort was made. We like to talk, or at least I like to talk about ceilings and floors – I honestly think that this defense is operating at its floor. And I think that... Really? Yes. I, th I think that so long as McDermott and Frazier are the defensive planners, callers, whatever, schemers, drawn up the game plan on a weekly basis, I think we can expect this level of defense in perpetuity. I think it can get better. I don't think it'll ever get worse. Well, I mean, Trey White had the blueprint sent to him directly <laughs> on the field today. So I don't know why he didn't have at least a pick six there. Trey White is I, a genuinely funny person. I mean, I I love this kid because here's the deal. Let's get a new Jenny Cream male, and that's Trey White. Not because of anything he did Labatt on the field Blue. today. Oh, sorry. Labatt Blue. <laughs> I know. We've only been doing this podcast for 11 years. Right? It's, it's easy Whatever. to mix them up. <laughs> Whatever. At least I get his name right, okay? So uh, the point is that you know what I love about this defense? They're playing loose. We were in a critical point of that game, and he's got jokes. <laughs> and he's making he's jokes. jokes. He's doing bits. He's, he's doing, doing bits on the, the field, <laughs> not on the sideline. Yeah, no, on the field. Right. He's Between the numbers, he's doing I bits. Mean, what is going on? Trey White. Bro, I would love to say focus, but but you, no, you're do doing you. so great. You do you. Do you. Oh my goodness! I loved how the broadcast team like didn't even know how to react. Like people were just like, "What is going on?" Did they so, say something? I didn't hear. It. Did, did they say something? Oh yeah, they know. They mentioned it. Yeah. And and also speaking of, I, I this is supposed to be the second biggest game on CBS or whatnot. God damn, the broadcast crew was yeah, terrible. I, I, yeah. I will take being like. The terrible, like, James Lofton and whoever the broadcast crew is, that's, like, for the really bad games. I will take that over what we saw today. Well, they just so badly wanted Lamar Jackson's superstar to ah, be the narrative. Ah. And that, that, that just wasn't the narrative of today's game. It couldn't have been further from the narrative of today's game. No, and heaven forbid we see a replay. All right. Ever. Well, we don't have Ever. any correspondence today. Uh, Billy just had a new kid also. Uh, congratulations. Congrats, Bill. To the Nichols and family. Carrie, congrats, and, Carrie yeah. and Bill. I feel like the she Nichols did the Nichols family. The Nichols family. She did a lot of work on that one. She did most of the work. Beautiful well, baby boy. It's Bill. She did actually, all of the work. Actually, actually we've the, heard this man on our podcast for like a long time. The, the insurance company did most of the work because it was a scheduled C-section. So. Ah, because they have big babies. They have very big babies. Are, we allowed to say, are you allowed to say that? 
Yes. What? They have a beautiful big baby Carrie boy. Carrie brews them big. That's why it was a scheduled C-section. Because yeah, yeah. it was already at like eight pounds. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, wow. well, let's just get it out of and, there. And she's not a big person. No. No, she's Neither not. Neither is Bill. A, yeah, yeah, they're not big people. Uh, so congratulations to the Nicholses and Jeff is spending some time with some family in Houston as well. So it's just us. So let's talk about the sticker on my car. Okay. Let's <laughs> no, just no, talk. Let's, about let's, I think we got to wait. We gotta, we'll get into that during wild card. Let's just. Oh, we're not at wild card. I'm just, sorry. We're going to take a break, but we'll zoom way out here because again, guys, we're not in the playoffs yet. Today would have been great. And, yeah. and I think around the league, we've gotten all the help that we otherwise would have needed to clinch today. And we didn't get it. We have to win. In a primetime game against the mature franchise on the road in a hostile environment next Sunday night. And I don't want to lose sight of that because I think everybody had a, uh, if we lose to the Ravens, no, uh, no, 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 no. For the next three games, it's win or go home. We have to win two of the next three games. Lars, I don't know if you saw it, but when they took a knee on their last play of the game, there are a few players that just literally ran right to the locker room. Good. Because they were like, fuck this. On to Pittsburgh. On to Pittsburgh. Let's do this. Good. I'm right there with them. Yeah. Go, Bills. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's, it's the, the wild, wild card. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, and I do so drinking beer. The first yeah. in for those 2019. Of you, for those of you following, maybe I should go back to gluten free. We were doing awfully good when I wasn't drinking the beer. That's true. Uh, By the way, there was someone who had a pumpkin at Lincoln Station today, and we thought it was because they were so superstitious that the pumpkin was pumpkin? on the table from Thanksgiving, so they brought it to the game today. Fully supportive. Yeah. Fully supportive <laughs> of all that. So uh, I'm back on the beer train. I had a delicious IPA thinking that it was a gluten-reduced beer. It's not. It's, it's just okay. You really like this beer? I do. Love I'm it. okay on it. However, the beer you brought, that's nice. So I'll, right, I'll, let, I'll let you talk about it. I think you've talked about it before, so have at it because Cass. Oh, this um, is brand new. So I said, right, the Stone Delicious IPA. We, we're you know big fans of Stone on this podcast. I, think I got a keg about, of that for Halloween, oh, and yeah. I fell down the stairs twice. So I once... <laughs> So if you guys recall, um, it was that 2008 James Hardy draft when I had a keg of High Life in my apartment. Oh, yeah. Two kegs Love the life. High Life. So, that was such a good day. Dude, you have- It all went downhill from here's there. How, here's how that day went. That was one of the last years, I think maybe 2009, 2009 was the last year of the all-day Saturday draft. Oh, yeah. So 2000- That's right, because it went to prime time. Yes. Before that, it was just all-day Saturday. So, you, so would, great. you would get up, hungover, just sit down, crack a beer, do whatever, and just draft for hours. So that's what we did starting at like 9 a.m. that day. I we, we got a keg, we had two kegs, so we were having a party at my gigantic four-bedroom apartment yeah, yeah. at that point. Um and so I started, we started that day. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have to, just, the, anyone that was listening very carefully, we're just sitting here. We're not at the bar. It's so quiet here that everyone just heard <laughs> Lars scratching, scratching his stubble. <laughs> I've been on paternity leave for four weeks. I have to go back to work tomorrow. I'm not looking forward oh, to it. I thought you had two more weeks. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so we started with the draft. We, we tapped the high life. 
the lights came back on for me sometime around 3 a.m. when there was like nine people sitting on my giant L-shaped couch that I had never seen before all doing drugs. And I was like, you guys got to go. I don't know who you are or who you came with, but you got to go. That was that day. So you talk about like that was a great day. You have no idea how great that day was. However, this is all this. That was the second time we got kegs. The first time we got kegs, I had ordered a Miller Lite keg for a similar party. And the Greek guy or whatever who owned the Crown Liquors yeah. is just no longer. Crown Liquors. No, yeah. Now it's um, the Middle Easterns that own it. But yeah. yes, it used to be the Greeks. You're they right. were all vaguely Mediterranean. And um, Is it Miskus? Oh, yeah. Well, I went in to get the Miller High Life keg and he was like, you very good customer. I give you Lina Kugel Red. And I was like, oh. Well, I paid. F- I paid for Miller High Life. He's like, yes, but you're very good customer. I was like, I've never been here before. <laughs> but if you want to give me a Lana Kugel Red keg for the same price as the Miller, which is a solid red, it is. But they were clearly trying to offload it. You want to talk about hangovers, and you want oh. to talk about falling downstairs oh. after a keg of Lana Kugel Red? I literally couldn't open my eyes yeah. the next day and that was 23 fit as a fiddle like you know drinking was like breathing air for me at that point in my life i mean nowadays i would be bedridden for four days yeah. but at that point I, I, <laughs> I it felt like there was a railroad spike going through my skull behind my eyeballs i could not open my eyes the next day on that line wow. of kugel red so yes uh stone delicious ipa you got a keg of it very aggressive um but yeah, tell me about this Toppling Goliath. This All is right, a brewery so you've been I, uh, talking about for a while. And Toppling Goliath is great. They're I've from, never had it until you brought it over tonight. It's fantastic. They're from Iowa. They um, they are the purveyors of Pseudo Sioux, uh, ah, who mm. are uh, the – it's a collaboration with uh, the Field Museum here in Chicago. Named for Marshall Field. Right. Uh, that Sioux is the big – Giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. So they have Pseudo Sue, which is a great Citra IPA. The largest fully assembled Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Western Hemisphere. In the world. They have a King Sue, which is their double IPA version of Pseudo Sue. Uh, and then they just have so many other great beers. And guys, you've heard me talk to you about how much I want to make IPAs clear again and how much I hate the hazy IPA. But Fire Skulls and Money by Toppling Goliath is honestly one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. And it's a... Densely crazy, but they have a new beer that I sat at uh, Bitter Pops mm-hmm. uh, because we had to have a quick swing by Bitter Pops to pick up beer for the podcast, and none none of the people at Bitter Pops had tried it. Uh, that at least over there, but I picked up the double dry hopped light speed pale ale. It's very good. It is delicious. It's really good. Y'all did good. <laughs> Cassie, Cassie, had Cassie with her predictable with disdain it. for the Cassie, Cat, yeah. I tried to get, yeah, but but this is amazing. I, um, hints, uh, so it's bitterness flies under the radar as hops create hints of lemon and orange aromas. Light speed is a medium-bodied pale ale that is out of this world. I mean, it's poetic. It's beautiful. It's a great beer. Uh, so if you guys get a chance to experiment anything with toppling goliath i would recommend it um but especially the double dry hopped light speed pale ale get after it Cass, what yeah what, yeah um, so if your taste buds aren't sizzling after that because mine aren't um <laughs> i am drinking a really good hefeweizen and you know why i'm gonna say it's a really good hefeweizen because it's not overly citrus 
And it's December right now. And you'd be like, well, who's drinking a Hefeweizen in December? I am. Uh, (laughs) And it's from a company, Great Central Brewing, um, which is out of Chicagoland area. Um, And it's great. It's a really, really good Hefeweizen, but it's it's not a summery, citrusy Hefeweizen. It's just like light... But good still to drink. Wait, is this new? In December. Have I don't, you never had this before? I, have, I think I've had it before. I don't know. I mean, I drink a lot of Hefeweizen, so. When you walked in here carrying that, my thought was, oh, there's that beer that Cassie always drinks. No, 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 no. That would be Dovetail because the, the, the can is yellow. Dovetail does have a, a yellow can. Um, but this one, it's, it's actually really, really good. And I didn't want something overly citrus. Um, so thank you. Last call for cookies, by the way. So for those of you who follow us on social media, at Bills and Beers, just find it. We're, we're mostly on Twitter. We'll, we'll post pods to Facebook, but Facebook is a right-wing cesspool that we want nothing to do with anymore. So we're mostly on Twitter these days. Is that true? Is yeah. that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can send you some newsletters that have all the evidence. Um, really? I really? So I, I, feel like, I feel like that's... Uh, all right, keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> um, Sujit this week week sent us a message and I put him on blast on Twitter because it was just so much fun roasting you. (laughs) It's so bad. Okay, here's the thing. If you get a Bill's magnet for your car, okay, and you're excited about it because honestly, everything I buy on fucking Amazon Prime or whatever, it's all way overpriced. And and, and I'm used to living in Rochester where I could go to the Wegmans yeah. and get a great Bills t-shirt yeah. for ten ninety nine, yeah. right? So when it's thirty five four ninety nine with two gallons of two percent, like the random ugly Bills t-shirt, I have trouble with that. But here I was on Cyber Monday, and there was. A, a bill sticker for seven ninety nine, and I was like, "Oh, that looks nice. I want that." It looked nice up until you put it on your car, and, <laughs> and now, granted, my car is dirty. It's not mm. sticking well. That wasn't the problem. Yeah. No, it was a beautiful sticker, and it's a beautiful. It's a, it's car. a magnet. It's, it's a, a be- magnet. It's let's a, let's go it's there. It's a beautiful first. magnet on a beautiful car. That- but the problem is that I'm not good at putting. A magnet on the car. Okay, let's be honest. It's a Bills logo. Y'all look at it. I put it on. I decided that that wasn't the right spot. I moved it to the other side. I decided that that wasn't the right spot, and I put it on a different place, and I kept trying to adjust it, and the problem is that my car is kind of dirty so that when you drive it, like I think the magnet might move a little bit. All I know is I took a picture of it, and this was the dumbest thing I did, which was to (laughs) release it to you guys and to, to say to you, can I have some help? Because you're my friends and you're supposed to be kind and loving no, that's and not what caring. Friends do. And 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 the my my sticker doesn't look right. My magnet doesn't look right. Could y'all help me? And what does Lars do? But put it up on social media, being like, this motherfucker does not even know how to put a sticker on his car. That is literally the same as making fun of the fat kid in the gym that's trying to better himself by working out. And we have that, higher expectations for you. Okay. But but, <laughs> but I was the fat kid. Okay. So but you didn't on. go to the gym. You changed your diet. That's true. I didn't go to the gym. But I still I still don't know how to put it. And so Cassie helped me today. I still don't think it 
It's, looks, it's, better. It's, it's, better. Better. it's better. It's better. But I encourage everybody wrong. listening, though, to check out our Twitter feed and yeah, find this picture. I don't know. It Cassie, is laugh upload, out loud Cassie, funny. upload the new picture. Yeah, I, I think it might be a little bit better, but I still think it's bad. And and the question is, so I was ready to, I said, okay, guys, this is a disaster, right? <laughs> and if the bills so if the bills get their butts kicked today, I'm I'm taking this thing off my car and I'm throwing Put it Put it out. on the fridge. I'm I'm not doing that with today's with today's outcome. Like this was a good good game, right? Okay. But the point is is that ultimately what I was thinking about was that here I am, pretty successful human being, you know, living in a nice house, got a nice car, and I'd try and buy a bill sticker. I feel like that should be just not the hard part. <laughs> right? And and like and and here I am and I'm like I I can't I can't put up my Christmas tree lights properly and I can't put up a bill sticker. And it's like, so there's people talk about this whole idea of like being ghetto fabulous. Right. And I, I was ghetto fabulous for a really long time when I lived down the South side of Chicago and I couldn't afford anything. And yet I still went and bought the 32 inch TV, which by the way, at that time was a big deal. And I had nothing like we were sitting there like we were eating ramen and mac and cheese. But I had my 32 inch, you know, fancy 480p TV. That's ghetto fabulous. That's ghetto fabulous. And now here I am living in a beautiful house, you know, in Mm -hmm. Chicago suburbs and with a nice car. I mean, we bought Christmas lights and 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 we bought these big ornaments that like spawn out of the ground and they were beautiful. And but. All of the green ones are out now. It's like, so it's like it's like you have this nice house, you have the sticker that's not right on your fancy car, and your ornaments aren't aren't up. Like it's just like so now I'm In like summary, now I'm bougie ghetto. So you made or, this, you or made, I'm like I'm, no, you're bougie. Um, broke, I'm bougie, broke, broke but I'm broke. Bougie. I'm broke ass bougie. Yes. Yeah. So are you ghetto fabulous or are you broke ass bougie? And the question is, are we a good team? That. <laughs> Are we a good team that has some like brokenness to it? So are we bougie? Are we bougie? Beautiful house with bad Christmas right? decorations. Or are we actually just a really bad team that has gets awesome a thirty-two on TV? Yeah. Right. Or thirty-two uh, inch TV. Yeah. So that's the question. Sorry, that was a long intro. No, it's a perfect intro uh, to a vexing problem that we've been dealing with now for the last fourteen weeks. Um, Cass, we'll start with you. Jeez, I was the one that was like, "What do we have to answer?" And Lars is like, "Oh, it's easy." So I'm no, gonna it's t- are, are we are we are oh. we bougie broke ass broke ass bougie or are we ghetto fabulous? I mean, there's a there's this a double entendre here, right? Because we're Buffalo, mm. right? Buffalo's blue collar, mm-hmm. so that gets me to we're ghetto. No, opposite. Opposite. We're opposite. Yes, we're broke ass bougie. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 we're ghetto fabulous. We're ghetto fabulous. No, but I feel like, well, okay, boy. Now, that's, now, that's my now, point. Now we have to get straight on the yeah, premise. Yeah, 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 No, because in in my head, blue collar does not align with with ghetto fabulous. No. A blue collar person doesn't go out and put 30 inch rims on their on their Chevy Cavalier. That's ghetto actually, fabulous. Actually, I actually think that's what would happen in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right. Speaking but, of bougie. But if we're going to talk about the team. What do I think we are? We are, we're, we're the second one. We're broke ass bougie. We actually have a really good team. We've got a good team. We've got the foundation of a very good team. Yep. 
but we just don't know how to dress it up yet, right? Mm. I mean, we could, we could, you know how like before every road game, they do like the Bills players traveling and they all are wearing Josh nice Allen's suits and Josh awful. Allen is terrible. He is just God awful. He's got to get rid of that fucking chin strap too. That oh my God, it's, it's, it's terrible. So I, I, I feel like he's the ultimate definition. I feel like next year he's like going to come out as this like, chiseled felt like well-dressed gucci wearing loot louis vuitton bag swaggering like quarterback and he's just gonna shed it all i so i am inclined to agree with you because when i think of broke ass bougie i also think of new money you know like yeah. the, the people who move into the neighborhood because because um you know grandpa just sold his sand business for fifteen million dollars, and now this—you mean our owners, the Bukulas? You know, you know what I mean. You know, it's I mean. literally next Friday. Anyone that knows the Friday series, this is next Friday. Like when they went to Rancho Cucamonga and got, <laughs> and got the fancy house because he won the lottery. Uh, Uncle Alroy, yeah, no wow. one, no one, no, no, no one, one? No. just me. So okay, I'll, I will see you and raise you because we watched it a couple weeks ago and it's back on TV. Have you guys ever seen the movie Election? With, oh, yeah. uh, with Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, yeah. Yeah, so um, Klein, what's his, um, the guy who was in the American Pie movies. Um, he plays the football player who's like the also in... Uh, Stifler? No, no, no. It's, it's uh, Oz Stryker. Oh, and, yeah. The really, oh, he's so cute. Oh, yeah. He's got the... He's, but he's, 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 his family's new money. Yes. Like, they're, they're just kind of, they're kind of like, they're a little white trash, but his dad owns a cement business, so like, they're super rich. 100% that's the Bills right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just kind of like, doo, 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 like a little bit of like Beverly Hillbillies, you know, like we just struck, you know, just struck oil. And now we got all we haven't money. learned how to be good. We don't we have not learned how to be good. And we I, know and how to be bad. We know how to be bad. And we come back to like talk about mature teams. We're not a mature team yet. Mm -mm. So when we play against a mature team like the Ravens, like the Steelers next week, you know, I think that's when we get exposed. And I agree, though, that our trajectory yeah. And that our outlook is bright. So I'm I'm 100% with you, broke-ass bougie. I will say that we are broke-ass bougie. Um, and I have it for a different reason. Um, I don't think we're a bad team. I don't think that we're Tyrod Taylor's Bills. Right? Tyrod Taylor's Bills were the definition of Ghetto Fabulous. We were a bad team. The 2019 Cleveland Browns are yeah. Ghetto Fabulous on steroids. Yeah. Right, right, right. They're a bad team that has OBJ, right? They're a bad and team. And Jarvis Landry. And that Baker has Mayfield. Even Baker Mayfield, right? Like, I think he's a, I think he's a good quarterback. But I just think and like Denzel Ward. And I think the what, Cowboys. Who's the guy who got suspended? Yeah. The Cowboys are oh. the definition of ghetto fabulous. Like, you are a bad fucking football team, but you have all this nice all shit. All the parts. Right? It doesn't make sense. The Bills, on the other hand, are... I mean, I mean, whatever. Say what you will about fracking, but we are a blue collar. <laughs> we are a blue collar team that has gotten to. What be, will I say about fracking? Funny you should ask. Right, but we are a blue collar team that has built from the ground up. That is the thing, Sean. McDermott, Literally, thanks to fracking, because the ground is a little bit lower now because the fracking and the thing. groundwater is poison, and yeah. now we have earthquakes in That's, Western Pennsylvania. These things happen. But the point is that the Bills are not in Toronto. Uh, exactly. and, uh, but so anyways, uh, the point is that I, I think that we are, we are, uh, uh, what, what, bougie, what, what do we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Broke-ass bougie. Broke-ass bougie. 
Because we don't know how to be good yet. We're learning how to be good. Josh Allen is understanding what it means to be a good quarterback. Our defense is understanding that, oh, my God, we just took Wait, Lamar Jackson. Wait, we get the Jackson. ball and score, too? Yeah. Right. We just took Lamar Jackson and made him average. Nobody Below else could average. do that. Below you know, average. the Patriots couldn't do that. No. Right. San Francisco did that, but they're the best in the league. So we deserve we are we're there. So what's the next step? How do you become bougie or whatever? Bougie fabulous. Bougie. How do you become bougie fabulous? We'll find out next year. We'll find out next week. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, right. We have a chance to clinch the playoffs. Hopefully. Well, this has been fun. Oh. I actually give my new Bad Blue MVP to Jacob, who has been just, you know, sound as a pound here and hasn't make it, made a peep uh, this He's entire episode. listening. Yeah, exactly. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all the places where you get your podcast. Leave a review if you've got ni- something nice to say. If you don't, DM us and we'll get into an argument. That's fine, too. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody in Bill's Nation how you found us. We will be on the microphones at the bar. After a Sunday night game next week, it's going to be lit. I can't account for what I'm going to say, but it's going to be fun. We're going to fight with someone. And until then, go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me want to shout.